one of them just came up the blue. He's like, man, this ain't got no heater on him right now. We about to beat this up. I was like, what? What's up? I don't know what happened. All I remember, a face just got close to mine. Like he did some like Michael Jackson thing. <laughs> waking me up. It was statues broke. It was <laughs> I had a Timberland tree in the middle of my head. I remember waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror, like this life ain't for me. <laughs> so they whooped me bad. So I always had that grudge with these. And I'm like, I see the again, it's on. Working the registry. This Locked up. He's sitting in the cell with the Cardi's on. And he's by himself too. I fake it off. I go get a push broom. So as soon as I get in the cell, I try to hit the, with the broom. This nigga did some Jet Lee shit. Caught the broom. <laughs> <laughs> Nick caught the broom and gave me three stiff. Like, boom, boom, boom. I dropped the broom and just ran out. Like, ah, it's crazy. What's up, everybody? And welcome to Flagrant. Today, we are joined by the one, the only, Danny Brown. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Danny was just telling us about uh, how taking mushrooms makes you cheat or something. What was it? I didn't say it meant <laughs> no, no. to cheat. You were like, it told you to cheat. No, it told me to jump out the window. And cheat. It said, get out the window and search for new vaginas. I mean, I think that's just <laughs> like, it's, it's an old Patrice O'Neill bit. Okay. You know that. You're starting out right. You're starting out right But he has the bit where he talks about, like, What you is know, cheating, really? Women have periods. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a man's Shockingly period... Shockingly unfair. Those are the words he used. New pussy. Yeah, yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you wonder yeah. why you ain't had no new pussy in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you chill with your girl. She's like, why is this nigga so edgy? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? We just, we, we having a great time. This nigga always angry, you know? Yeah. You be you're like, huh. You wake up like, oh shit, this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love you, baby. You're cheating on this camera with that one. <laughs> come on, come on. Scam likely. He <laughs> done fucked up. We're going too far. He done fucked up. You told us all the gold yeah. before we start recording. You know we're going to bring it up. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. The, the, uh, the best... I'm a one woman man. Say again? At... A one woman man. At okay. a time? Right now. Okay. Your voice is a beat man. That is a beat man, bro. No, no. You did say something beautiful. You did say something beautiful about cheating. You were like, I don't want to cheat now because I'm lazy. Remember? Like, oh yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm too old. I don't think I'm that good at the internet. Ah, you know, they get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even my like, um. One of the artists that signed to my label is a Lupus. He's like the youngest guy in the crew. He's like, yeah, Danny, you don't really know how to do the internet. You don't get it no more. Mm. I think I'm passed on. Like, I'm kind of think I'm from the old school. I'm from writing.com and all that shit. Yeah. That's what we use the internet for to just see the most fucked up shit. Yeah. But now the internet is your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's your whole shit. Your social media presence or whatever the fuck it is. So I do stay away from Twitter and Instagram as much as I possibly can because it is triggering. And then I got into TikTok. Not actually just being on TikTok, but you know, you just watching TikTok. Yeah. Bitches on TikTok. You know? <laughs> 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 like, what you what this bitch do? You know what they had to all my links. Click to all oh, my links. Yeah. That's how they get you, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's scam that's, definitely. That's scam definitely, bro. That's that what is that a is. scam likely. And I'm not I'm not an OnlyFans type nigga. I ain't gonna buy no bitch OnlyFans because I'm that good at the internet. I can figure out a way to get it for free. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. We're on that. So I'm not, I'm a 4chan ready guy. I'm I'm bad. I'm bad news, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad news. Why not support some of these young struggling women though? What are you talking about? <laughs> How did this come up? <laughs> Nobody 
somebody chose you to shake booty holes on the internet, <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta pay for that. You gotta be a nigga that's like, I'm getting this for free. But there's specific stuff that you really like that you might have to pay for. Like when we first sat down here, you were like, I like fisting or something, you know. I didn't say I liked it. What did you say? I said I, I just like the actual aspect that a person would do that to themselves. You're a special human being. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, oh, you like the, the one percent. You like the one uh, yeah. percent. You know. It's the will. He doesn't even like the yeah. action. He likes it's the willpower. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like, oh, bitch, you doing shit like this? What yeah. else you gonna do? Yeah. Like the way yeah. we look at Cameron Haynes fucking hunting his own antelope. Oh, that's yeah. how he yeah, looks yeah, at yeah. Got a you. woman who fits himself. Got you. Lance Armstrong. It's like Tour de France. Yeah, yeah. It's like, exactly, exactly. It's it's biking, it's, but it's not yeah. actually like I'm. If we was to actually hook up, it's not like that's something I'm about to go for. Mm. That's not something that's in my you know that's in my repertoire. Mm. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? But, but the psychology. Yeah, if you yeah. do that kind of shit, it's like damn. That that would you know it's like yeah. Would, yeah. Milkshake brings my boys to the yard. <laughs> 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 stupid. Stupid. Like, what can I do? That's that kind of situation, man. Got, got you, got you. Now, do you think this is because? Is you think this is because you lived the rap life and experienced so much crazy shit that everything's normal? I think it's fucked up that my mom used to listen to Too Short when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> that is. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom used to listen to Too Short a lot. So and, my, I think. I'm, what does she I, like about it? I have a warped perception of what rap music is, probably. Because uh. rap music was, you know, it's all about the community, teaching people, telling everybody. Like you got to think, like back in the day, like KRS One and motherfuckers yeah. like that. But it started with Too Short with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all my shit is about fucking bitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, my girl, we was just having a big argument, and she was like, "Man, you know." I mean, you rap about fucking bitches and you make it funny and that's a thing, but I know you're doing podcasting and, you know, you're getting into comedy now. You can talk about other shit. Yeah. But I'm like, that's the only thing that's kind of funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody can relate. That's true. But I guess she is kind of right. I mean, I'm, I am smarter than that to just be, you know, sitting around talking about bitches all day. But... That's what I do with my homies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you try to be smart with the boys? It sucks. It sucks that podcasts have became this thing. Because I feel like the, even the podcasts that I like, it just feel like you just eavesdropping on a conversation with some homies. Yeah. When That's it's too like, overproduced and everybody's like being on point and mm -hmm. they, they saying shit to not get canceled. That's the shit I don't like. Yeah, it's yeah. boring. Yeah. Because that's not what you would do with your friends. Exactly. And if that's the experience you want where you're just hanging out with your boys, you don't want anybody polished. Mm-hmm. Feels like somebody's wearing a wire or something like that. Then it's yeah, an uncomfortable it's environment. Cool. It's just not cool. Yeah, I was I was doing a little um, you know research on you because I'm a journalist. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. And um, big, big journalist, big time journalist. And um, just wait. You like you like jail. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I like jail. Uh -huh. I just think it was an experience that saved my life. Ah. And I think, every, like, I mean, you know, if you was probably like a white kid, grew up in the suburbs, some just shit, your mom sent you to summer camp. Yeah. I never went through that. I'm from the hood. I'm from Detroit. You know right. Are you saying jail is black summer camp? It was my summer camp. <laughs> oh, dude. I went there, and it, it made me discover who I was, kind of, because I'm a, you're alone. And, you know, I've always had family. You got friends, gangs, or whatever fucking, you know, you always feel protected in the hood. When yeah. You, you know, you got some status for yourself or whatever. Everybody going to look out for you. Mm. But when I went to jail, all that shit erased. How long I were you in jail? I only did a year. I was in the county, which is even worse. Mm. Like, yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I would have got... If you got fed, it's a little bit easier. But I did yeah. the most you could possibly do in the county. I did a year. Mm -hmm. And then, um, which is eight months, but I kept getting caught 
smoking cigarettes and doing shit, so I was getting extra time. Like, I, I think I did like two months extra time of what I was supposed to do. Mm. It was like, damn, you having this much fun in this motherfucker? Meet summer camp. Exactly. <laughs> but I will say, you meet the funniest motherfuckers in the world are in jail. Why? Like, you're literally seeing stand-up sets every day. Really? Like, the well, funniest. Well, because guys just got to entertain one another. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. else so going on. time to write. It's that whole thing. And I, um, I think before I went to jail, I was kind of, like, more shy. Mm. I probably didn't talk a lot. Like, yeah. how I am now. Like, I'm funny to everybody and all that kind of shit. I can just yeah. get into a room and just start talking and be like, I never was like that before that. And I went there, and I was by myself. I couldn't. Mm. I didn't have nobody. I could, so you got to, if yeah. you don't talk, you gonna, nigga going to punk you. It's going to be some shit. Did it happen? Anybody try you? It, it was, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an ill nigga. What happened was, <laughs> I swear to God, what happened was when I first got to jail, I was like normal everybody else. I worked in the kitchen. Yeah. And you know, washing dishes and shit, we call that, they call that water world. Because you're about to be wet as fuck, no matter what you do. <laughs> it you sounds fun, kind of. Water yeah. world was yeah. terrible. So I worked in water world, but I had... It really is summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working in water world slip and slide. shit. So I was working in yeah. water world and shit, but... With rape. I, uh, and you know, on, on my rock, that's what they call your premise. My rock, it was, you know, you got a rock boss. And yeah. my rock boss worked in registry. Okay. And registry is literally the best job you can get in jail because registry is when all the inmates come in and they get registered. Mm -hmm. So whatever an inmate has on them, you know, they just throw it in the garbage. Mm. And you working at registry, you're the one that got to take the garbage out. So you're uh, taking out garbage, whoop. you're getting all the cigarettes, all the weed, all the whatever the fuck. Smart. So you get what I'm saying? So you the guy, so really the person, the people that work at registry is the one that supposed to supply the jail with cigarettes. Mm. You know, uh, you're taking all the jail from registry, then you selling them to other rocks and shit like that. Is Are you supposed to, sorry to interrupt this, but like when you go to jail, are you supposed to bring like a pack of cigarettes that you know is going to be taken, but that's your kind of gift? No, I, was, I mean, it's I don't not think burning, no one's man, planning no. on going nah, to jail. <laughs> most, most people don't plan when no, they're going to get arrested. Like, I got you know to have a survival pack yeah. on me. Can, can we stop with the Chevron? I got to pick it up. I got a survival pack on me and my balls or You're something. going to like a baby shower or something? Sneak this in. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? It's a gift to the player. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're going in, you know what I mean? You got to spread booty hole when you come in that motherfucker, man. That's part of registry, too? I used to have to do it every day. what? Bro, because when you work in Waterworld, they expect, you know, a nigga going to steal some food or something. You're going to sneak something back up to the rock. So when you in get your back, ass? So when you get back up to the rock, the, the CEO of that rock, he'll be like, nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts. That means get butt naked, mm. spread that booty hole. But you know me, I was still sneaking shit up. But in your How? booty hole? No, I would, um, I would sneak cigarettes up. I would cut. You see how your T-shirt's made oh, like oh. this? Into the piping. Yeah, I thought this is why just... you like fisting. I was oh, going to yeah. say, bro, that's a little, that's a little <laughs> much. Oh, let me get back to the story. Let me get back to the story. So yeah. my rock boss, they would sit in their fucking dorm room, him and his friends, and they would be rapping. And it's the most terrible rapping you can possibly hear. And you know me, I, I really does this shit. But I don't help people. It's not like I'm going to be like, nah, I got bars. I got yeah. bars. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. That's embarrassing, kind of. So I would shut up. And I maybe probably went through it for like months and months of just hearing these niggas on a Saturday when we on our off day. <laughs> and they're in their room just doing terrible rap and rapping to each other. So I just think one day I just got fed up. Okay. And I just kicked in their dough like, nigga, boom, we want to show you how this shit really done. And I started rapping for the niggas and just kicked them spice and ill shit. Because I was writing in jail all the time, too. So I just kicked him probably some ill shit, and this nigga was like, he just got enamored by me. And I became like the, the right-hand man to the rock boss on the uh, rock. Uh, so he like, nigga, when I leave, when I leave, um, when I get uh, when I get out of here, I'm going to give you my registry job. Wow. Oh, so you got hooked up. So 
I left Waterworld and he put me in registry. Now, the thing about registry is, like I said, this is all the new inmates coming in. So let's just say, you know, court days. You're, you're the guy responsible for passing out sandwiches to niggas. So every day you about to get into it with a nigga over the sandwiches. Why? Or I might see a nigga, because these niggas are saying shit to you. Oh, you police ass nigga working with these police. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what niggas you got to think, all these niggas going to court, they either about to go home or they about to go to the penitentiary or yeah. about to be in the county. So everybody's on edge. Yeah. You got to go in a cell, clean up after these niggas and do shit like that. You get what I'm saying? So what I would do is, <laughs> this is how I avoid a beef. I would um, find the biggest inmate I can possibly see and yeah. be like, how much time you got in this bitch? And nigga, like, he'd be like, I'm about to get out or I'm about to go to penitentiary. And nigga, like, I'm about to be here for like six months. Oh, you're coming down working with me. So you get the biggest nigga. So I would get the biggest like, nigga. So when I'm passing out um, sandwiches and shit, I got this big ass nigga with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell him he police. <laughs> so I And then for part two, in, in jail, they used to call me Snoop. Because okay. I had long French braids and shit. I'm not really tall and skinny. So everybody called me Snoop in jail. And I remember one time he pulled me to the side and he's like, you know, he's like, I, he figured out I finessed him for protection. Yeah, he yeah, gave yeah. him a name like, Snoop, you wouldn't go through a lot of this shit if you wasn't so self-centered. You need to have a little more empathy for people and be like, what the fuck? Who is this? Big ass self aware motherfucker. Go to therapy, daddy. Go to therapy. Can Dr. Phil in jail? Dr. Kill. We in jail. And there's one place to be self centered. It's this motherfucker. What is you talking about right now? We surviving, man. He's like, yeah, Snoop, you, you just need to have a little more empathy. Oh, fuck. For inmates? <laughs> Passing out bologna sandwiches, too? <laughs> Got me fucked up. Oh, so to say that again, I was the nigga in charge of all the cigarettes. Yeah. So for the entire time that I was in jail, Nobody got cigarettes. <laughs> what? I smoked them all. <laughs> no more selling cigarettes. Yeah. They hated uh, me. You saved their lives, though. They yeah. hated me. You bro. saved them. The whole jail hated I was so ill with this shit. I would only just barter them. You know what I'm saying? I like, bro, I was so ill. It was one point in time, I was just so plugged into the jail. Yeah, yeah. They were Nobody got to smoke. Yeah, <laughs> you crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I got the biggest nigga with me. Cartel shit in the county jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> Cartel sells the drugs, though. No, I, I would. I, I need some cigarettes. You're going to braid my hair. <laughs> so You're a tyrant. You're a I tyrant. Had the, I, I had the freshest braids in jail. How do you pick the dude to do it? I didn't know. He, he, it, was, it, it was this one guy. <laughs> I mean, they want the cigarettes. Oh, but he oh, was like... Because when you get your hand braided, it's the game shit. Have, it's the the game shit. You sit like this. You sit in between his legs and shit like that, son. Nah, son. Hold on, son. Hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. Get a buzz cut, bro. What the fuck? If you ain't have the trans nigga braiding your hand, nobody should be braiding your shit. Y'all forgot about this part. I had bitches We forgot about it. Oh, I forgot about it. So this is what I used to do, too. So being that I work registry, not only do I have to service all the male inmates, I got to serve the female inmates, too. Oh, so you actually got to go over there. So I would get the court slips. Good save. The what? I would get the court slips. Oh, the court slips. Every bitch, well, you can see what they going through and this and that. And now I see a bitch, I know her number. I'll be like, oh, that's Courtney Johnson, inmate number five. And I'll just write the bitch a note. Senator, you know, I'm, I'm the one that worked registry. I was getting you the sandwich the other day. You a bad bitch. Well, you know, we both are here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we both are here going through it, you know what I'm saying? We can help our time go a little bit easier with communication, you know what I'm saying? So I see you when you come down for work, I throw you an extra little something. I got cigarettes too, you know, cigarettes. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? So you were I, listening to Too Short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but what niggas legs were you sitting in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bro, if you had access to the women, why not let them braid your hair? Nah, you, no, I can't. You I can't, can't, you can't go on that. Oh, all we had was a window. We have a window. If you was on this certain floor, which was the best rock to be on, you can look out the window and then you can see the bitches floor too. And we'll be in the window jacking off and shit. They show titties and shit. <laughs> one of my homies got caught. my homies got caught jacking in the window. He got sent back to Greens. Cause you know when you work registry, that's when you're in oranges. You know, they put you in an orange uniform. And yeah. being in orange, you got a little more leniency. Like you're getting more food. You're getting just a better way of living in yeah. county jail. Being in Greens is like literally gladiator school. Mm. Like you sleeping in like 12 man bunk tiers. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I was in Greens one day, man. That shit was, bro, that shit was the scariest shit in my life. Soon as the motherfucking, soon as it went dark, it's like lights out. You just seen everybody covered. <laughs> <laughs> It was like Squid Game, bro. That was crazy. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Put my head under the car right now. I'm in that bitch in the fetal position. Like, I can't wait to get the oranges, man. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. Uh, I was writing all the bitches in there. One of my bitches got eight years, man. I, I rolled her through her whole fucking court time, man. What did she do? She stabbed the bitch over her boyfriend. The bitch showed up. Her boyfriend was fucking another bitch or something. The bitch showed up on some fighting shit, and she just was trying to protect herself. Stabbed the bitch. They gave her manslaughter. She got eight years for that shit. Wow. Did you guys ever hook up, or was it just notes? No, just notes. Just notes. Did you pick them based off their crimes? No, it'd be bad. How they look, man. Bad bitches in jail. <laughs> really? Yeah. You gotta think, man. Drug dealing niggas got bad bitch. They it's a lot of shit. You know, it'd be some. You'll see some crazy shit in jail. Like, damn, bitch, what you doing in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you doing in here? So Alex is in his previous life used to put black people in jail. No, I did not. <laughs> no, I, I was a court officer. Oh, so okay. I just made sure you guys sit down and keep your take your hat off while you was in court. Stop listening. You the feds, bro. <laughs> sure. There you go. All right, so at, at what point do you start going back to women braiding your hair? Or do you always oh, no, stay I with guys? I finish this part. So I was, it was just a time, you know, you look dirty in jail. Your braids is all fucked up and shit. And it was just, I was just, I put the word out that I was looking for a hair braider. And then um, one of the guys, he was like, oh, I, his whole story was that um, his mom worked crazy hours at work. And then he he was just had all little sisters. He was the older brother. Yeah, I heard that one. So he used to have to <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to take care of my sister. Had to my mom's hard work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the worst part about that. <laughs> you believe that shit, bro? I, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I had Iversons all type of shit. <laughs> 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 I'm writing notes to these inmate bitches. I gotta look good, man. What are you talking about? So they, I, part two, I was wearing Rick Owens every day. Like, Come on, bro. Rick Owens inmate. This is how that's how I was so into fashion. Still in jail, so I got <laughs> so I got cool. I got cool with a nigga that worked in laundry, and I would make him give me the biggest shirts he can find and the smallest pants he can find. Uh. So my inmate outfits look different anyway. And then I was able to get my Air Max 97s out of the property, 
I paid, so I'm the only nigga wearing Air Max 97s. I thought it was 95s that you like. No, I, uh, 95s is my favorite, Yeah. but I had 97s when I got locked up. That's why I never wear them again. Okay. I never buy a pair of 97s again. Because they remind you of getting your hair braided by a guy. Yeah. It just, I just think I'm going to jail. I just think I'm going to go to jail, man. <laughs> and I love Air Max 97s, man, but I could never wear them again because it just reminded me of being in jail, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All silver with the red knight. Yeah. It seems like jail wasn't that bad for you, though. Yeah, you seem we, like you we, ran it, bro. We just said this. It's summer camp. Yeah, yeah so but why, why don't... This is like a show. This is a TV show. That's you what I was thinking prison. the whole time. This is a comedy. Oh, that would be a funniest-ass show. Hell yeah. Oh, part... Oh, man, I used to go... I, I was making these niggas watch America's Top Model. These niggas be mad. Like, man, put the piston game on. No, we watch America's Top Model. <laughs> 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 that be some bitches. Oh. <laughs> and they'd be like... <laughs> You ain't having enough do dudes jerking off around you. You having to watch America's Top I had the cigarettes, so I can always just give you a cigarette to shut the fuck up. Uh, Any given time, I'm talking. I'm in my my bunk. I've got thirty packs. Where are the cigarettes? I'm just hiding in my room. So every time I got raided, I would get caught. That's how I get in the extra time. Oh, <laughs> but you though. kept your job as registry, even though you got caught. Yeah, because I was Snoop, and they were scared to get another inmate. They were already comfortable with me at that point. The COs were. Yeah, uh, okay. they loved me. Like, yeah, I was funny to them. They like, oh. Part two days always tell me, like, you not an inmate. Like, I don't know what happened in your life, but yeah. you this is not for you. And I hope I never I hope you never come back. I hope I never because most people, you know, they always say you're gonna come back. You but you back. they didn't want to have. I didn't next time they saw me, I was on magazine covers and shit. Let's all go. my CEOs used to hit me up on Twitter, Instagrams, all really? that shit. Like, man, Snoop, you did it. You I can't believe you. I can't believe you did this shit. And it was, yeah, it was great. But see, even when I was getting my hair braided, I was doing like they will swap me out for another inmate on another rock because the inmate that was braiding the hair, he was the best hair braider. He wouldn't know my rock. So I was that cool with the CEO. They would take another, they'd just wake you up like, nigga, Snoop about to come get his hair braided. Go over here. Now you got to go another rock too with these niggas you don't even know for a couple hours while I'm over there getting my shit braided. Get the fuck out of here. Swear to God. Now, were you like this outside of prison too? Did you oh, run no, stuff? Oh, that's what I'm trying no, to tell you. I was an introvert before that. I was a spy worker. He was a quiet like, drug dealer. Yes. Living his life. I was a but, terrible drug dealer, to be honest. Wait, why? <laughs> Cause uh, I was always trying to get my dick sucked, and I was like, "You a horny ass dude, bro." <laughs> I can never make my re up because I'm always I'm giving away free rocks all the time. <laughs> I always got a lot to you. I think somebody stole my sack. <laughs> somebody did steal your he sack, bro. He was more addicted than they were. Yes. Yo, that's crazy. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so wait. Did, now, now, Tom, because I was talking to Tom, he's like, yo, get, get him to tell you a story when he got revenge on a dude in jail. Revenge? Yeah. Someone fuck you over or something like that, and you had to get revenge on them? I don't know, that's what Tom told me. I don't think I've really been... That's what I told you. I was bartering cigarettes for everything in life. I got to look to see It was see a few exactly times. I, I don't know. Maybe it's something I'm just not remembering, but... No, I can't think offhand that I've ever been in, like, real trouble. And, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. There we go. Was there maybe a cleaning utensil that you might have used? This is what happened. This was a nigga from the street. So okay. what happened was, you know, when you're selling drugs, there's always other drug dealing crews that y'all beef with. So these niggas was another drug dealing crew, like. And um, one time, um, I went out to a nightclub, and I just got a little too drunk. And I was just having a little too much fun, you know? And I went back to the hotel that we were staying at. It was actually my little brother homecoming. This is, he's starting to get older and shit, so we was like taking him out. We got him a hotel room and all that type of shit. So we went back to the hotel room, and just so happened, as soon as I go into the lobby, the niggas we beefing with is in the lobby. But I'm, you know, we both ignoring each other, kind of acting like we don't see each other. But then I see these two bitches, and I'm like, you can't help what's yourself. Up? What's up with the bitches? And I'm, I'm starting yeah, talking to the bitches. Part two, these these niggas bitches. Oh, come on. 
<laughs> so I'm just putting myself in a line of fire. And it's the crazy shit. We come into the hotel 10 deep. Everybody going to the elevator for me to show them where the room at, except me. Eee. So they all, because I haven't seen these bitches. Now I'm trying to talk to these bitches. Yeah. And next thing I know, one of the niggas came up the blue. And he's like, man, this nigga ain't got no heater on him right now. We about to beat this nigga up. Mm. And I was like, what? Nigga, what's up? Started trying to talk my gangster shit. And then one of the homies actually came in that didn't come in the group with the elevator. He came in, he started trying to break it up. Like, leave it alone, Danny. Come on, come on. And it, he did break it up. He did break it up. And then um, I'm like, you know, just the drunk courage, something in me. He's like, fuck that. Fuck these niggas. And I run back up in there, square my shit up. I don't know what happened. All I remember, a nigga face just got close to mine. Like he did some like Michael Jackson thing. Shit like this. And then niggas was waking me up. It was statues broke. It was a crime scene. Now all my homies coming up the elevator, like, what the fuck happened? I'm talking about my face. I had a Timberland tree in the middle of my head. Up in the morning, looking in the mirror, like this life ain't for me. <laughs> I want to go back to school. I think I need to. I think I need to join Job Corps or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, so they whooped me bad, and uh, so I always had that grudge with these niggas. And I'm like, yeah, I see them niggas again. It's home. Yeah, working the registry. One day I got the big ass nigga with me. This nigga locked up. He's <laughs> the guy who put the Timberland on your head. Uh, one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's like the main guy. He's yeah, like yeah. the most popular guy with the crew. So <laughs> now I see him. His name is Jason. I see my oh, this nigga Jason in here. <laughs> so I see the nigga, but I didn't plan it out too good. Part two, you know, Cartier glasses. Yeah. That's like a big staple in Detroit. Yeah. He's in the jail cell with his Cartier glasses on. That right there should have gave me a sign. Leave this nigga alone. It's no possible way he got his Cardi. They put the take the Cardis from you. So mm. you want some status shit to even have the Cardis. He's sitting in the cell with the Cardis on. And he's by himself too. I fake it off. I go get a push broom. I go get the push broom. And I fake it like I'm about to go in there and clean the cell and shit. And you know it's cameras everywhere. So everybody can watch it. So as soon as I get in the cell, try to hit the nigga with the broom. You know what I'm saying? Like on some shit, I try to hit the nigga with the broom. This nigga did some Jet Li shit. Caught the broom. <laughs> <laughs> The nigga caught me, caught the broom, and gave me three stiff bitches. That's all I can call them. <laughs> stiff bitches, man. Straight to the nose. Like, boom, boom, boom. I just, I dropped the broom and just ran out. Like, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy in here. Because then I'm like, you know. I'm like, they seen it on camera, so they about to bust in this bitch any time. They be like, no, Snoop. We seen you start that shit. He whooped your ass. So all the CEOs joking on me now. That was the entire joke before I left. So, yeah. That was, uh, that's the revenge story. Come on, bro. <laughs> Three stiff bitches. Boom, boom, boom. I didn't have a backup plan. That's what I said. I didn't, I didn't plan this out right. I'm about to hit this nigga with the boy. It's just emotions just clear to me when I see it. And then he hit you with the Michael Jackson again. This nigga caught the broom, man. And moonwalk out there. I ate him. I ate him like a G. Yeah, yeah. I got up out of there after that. I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this. This is a different weight class. <laughs> I don't think it's a weight class. <laughs> so, yeah, I think our beef ended there, man. It's over with. Okay, uh, good. So, Jason's good in your yeah, book. He good. Yeah. I ain't got no smoke with that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson. Did he get cigarettes while he was in jail at least? No, I ain't giving that nigga shit. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. He probably did now. All right, so you get out of jail, <laughs> right? And you got confidence now. 
You know you can run some <laughs> shit. <laughs> he got to be dead in jail still. No <laughs> <laughs> way Jason's still walking these streets living in North Carolina. Yeah, you better hope, bro. That's crazy. He gonna see this shit. Like, coming for you. <laughs> how did you How did you end up getting your dick sucked on stage? <sighs> Doing too much Molly. Was that it? Mm-hmm. It was really my fault. I really think it was an Illuminati secret agent just <laughs> destroying my rap career. You don't think you just have a sex addiction that's never crossed your mind? I mean, I think everybody have a sex addiction. <laughs> that's, that's what addicts say, bro. Everyone loves alcohol. Yeah. Right? <laughs> when you're blaming the Illuminati instead of <laughs> I need my dick sucked all the time. Yeah. Let me tell you the Take us through it. Take okay. us through it. So this day, I mean, you know, this is like early in my career. It's like, you know, I'm just not starting to really get cracking like that, you know? And um, so I got this show or whatever. And I was at the time I was doing a shit ton of Molly. That was my drug of choice. So I was just doing Molly like every day. So I'm always horny and like weird and shit. So um <laughs> it was a lot of girls at the show and they were and they were feeling the boy, you know. So but it was like like I would be rapping and I'd be like on this corner, but like a group of girls and they'd be like rubbing me, like grabbing my dick and shit and all that shit and doing all, you know, just being creepy. But then I'd go on the other side of the stage, it was like one fifty year old looking old white lady. She's doing the same thing, but she's going a little further than everybody else. That's what I'm saying. I think it was a planet agent. <laughs> and this is the time I used to wear. I used to wear Rick Owens all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I had the long T-shirt to hang down to your knees and shit. Yeah. So, you know, they keep grabbing my dick and shit. You know, off the molly, I'm like, I think I want to feel the real deal. So I go back to my DJ booth. I just pop the motherfucker out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But wait, what? what do you so mean? So now I'm in front of the stage full of charge. No, so you took your own dick out first. Yeah, you're a wild boy. So when I went to her side of the stage, she grabbed that motherfucker. Oh, it's real. So then she just pulled the shirt up and started doing her thing. Kept rapping. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I got to do the show. I mean, I, I'm paid to do a job. And did you let her finish? No, no. The thing was, it just got so crazy. It just was so fucked up because you got to think, man, there's a lot of guys at the show, too. And they were, like, getting smushed and smashed, and they were just getting closer to the, closer to the dick. I was just seeing the look of horror on niggas' faces. What if Jason just grabbed that shit out of Three stiff bitches. Three stiff bitches. So I felt bad. So, honestly, to myself, I'm like, after the show, this is who I'm fucking. You got it. Yeah, so where yeah. you at, bitch? So I bring the bitch, I get her, and I bring her backstage. She like, I'm on my period. I can't do nothing. I can't go nowhere. Uh, and then just left. And she had, like, a scary look on her. Everything about it was just weird. I'm like, dude, this was a government secret agent. That oh, was sitting wow. here. And what were you doing that the government would want to stop? I was too good at rap. Too good at rap. <laughs> That's, that has happened with and the they, government they before. They put a strike on you. They got to see what is That's his weakness. That, what is his weakness? And then they Let found me show it. you how we can fuck this nigga up. They and found it. Yeah, they got me. They, they got, got you with sex. Me. Yes. That's men. <laughs> I'm a real man. I'm a real man. <laughs> but did that hurt your career, that situation? I would say so. How? I would say so because that was like the biggest moment of my career. So more people know about that shit than they know about my actual fucking music. Mm-hmm. Like I was on Entertainment Tonight, all type of. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> like I'm seeing all type of shit. Everybody's reporting about it. CNN, all type of shit. But they won't talk about my music or talk about me normally. Yeah. But but I tried to spin it until I got sexually assaulted. But I this mean, is before the cancel stage, so it didn't really work out right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that I know that you whipped it out first. <laughs> it makes it a little harder to prove that point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it no more. You should just... <laughs> <laughs> 
You should have just made it your thing. Get my, That's a good point. Like, you know, on stage, this one made it worse. So after that show, I think I came to New York maybe a few dates later. And you know how you want to like get content and shit. And they was like interviewing like people online. And it was, I remember this one dude in line. He's like, man, I don't know who Danny Brown is, but if he getting his dick sucked at shows and he got bitches like that in the crowd, I'm definitely pulling up. So it became this thing of where guys thought the girls at my shows was free crazy, yeah. So what happened was mm -hmm. I would always get these messages from girls and be like, Danny, I love you. I'm a huge fan and all that shit. I love your music and shit, but I can't go to your shows. The guys there are so fucking creepy. It's oh, just really? Uh, fucked up. <clears throat> so it got to the point where I wanted to I stop trying to make that kind of music just to... Uh. To not even, you know, so I don't like rap about like getting my dick sucked songs and shit like that. I would like make a three minute long song about getting my dick sucked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now I won't do that no more. Can't even rap about your passion. But now it's a sausage fan. Yeah. <laughs> now I go to my shows, it's not one bitch. You're back in prison. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Ain't nobody braiding here though. <laughs> There's no upside. Either. No <laughs> upside, man. At least they had good workout programs, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Soft Peter. White lady tried to do it. What? Suck your dick. The 50-year-old. Oh, at the show? Yeah, yeah, she was white. Yeah, it was a white lady. Was, oh, bro, she had no business being there. Your first white lady? My first white lady? Yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm from the days of Black Planet. What does that mean? I would go on Black Planet just for the white bitches. Wait, white? Hold on. Wait, I didn't even know that was a thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Explain Black Planet to everybody at home. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. Black Planet was a website for dating for black people. But every now and then, you'll see some white bitches on that motherfucker because they want some niggas. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm talking about. You know the yeah, type yeah, of white yeah, girls. Yeah. I feel like that wasn't real white girls, though. You fucking the type of white bitches on Black Planet. They niggas, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm I had to grow yeah. up in my status of getting a white bitch. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, these ain't real white bitches. These bitches just worse as us. These bitches, these bitches EBT car bitches. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a white bitch with an EBT card is dangerous. And, and three baby daddies that's all black. Oh, man. You a black bitch? <laughs> so I was like, man, these ain't real white bitches, man. I got to step my shit up. Yeah. And then when did you step your shit up? I guess when... Uh, I can't. I think now. Now, I think now, now, now you I think know you're... what a quality white woman is. Mm. Because before, you know, you just whatever. You just doing whatever. See, I was one of those guys, man. Detroit is predominantly black. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody would talk about interracial relationships and all that shit. And I was motherfucker be attracted to who they're attracted to. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's just something in me. I was always attracted to white women ever since I was born. I don't feel bad about it. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? I remember fucking driving past the Catholic school, seeing that motherfucker let out. All them bitches come out with that skirt on. I'm on the bus going to motherfucking Sweden house to go work, wash dishes and shit, looking at that shit like, one day, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I have one of you. <laughs> that nigga was always horny, son. <laughs> Yo, the most horny dude ever. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and then? I mean, like I said, it was, it was a hard, because, you know, it, as a nigga, you gotta start out fucking fat white bitches. <laughs> right, 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 right. Why right. is that? You think? that's the gateway drug? Because that's what they that's the, that's what they want. You know, you gotta go with who like you first. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like yeah, who yeah, likes yeah, me. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you like white women as a nigga, you ain't got no money or a place to live. Yeah, fat white bitches a goal. Yeah, okay, okay. What? Saving your life. Okay. So many couches I've slept on. <laughs> <laughs> what? Monkeys, all that kind of shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Eating the monkey all yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I miss, I miss the eating part. 
What what race has the best sex? What race fucks the best? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't know, but in my head, I would think all the like um, the Latina Mexicans because the come on, Bobby. I think they shit just crazy for some reason. How do you not know? You, you never tried that. You never had sex with a Latina. And they don't like me. <laughs> Why do you think? Nah, you come gotta, on, you bro. gotta try again. I don't live in New York. That's another thing too. Yeah, but you but live in, in Texas. It, <laughs> And I have, I'm a one woman man. I have a wife now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we but I do. You. Oh, you're married. Trying to be. <laughs> trying to be? Trying to be? <laughs> Soon. What's that? You don't have a wife now. You might have a wife one day soon. I, I want to marry the girl that I'm with now. Mm. And then what's stopping you? Financial reasons. Mm-hmm. Do I believe you? <laughs> That's what you gotta tell him. Yeah. <laughs> like when I get the money right. Yeah. When I get the money right. Scam likely. <laughs> That's what you gotta tell him. But no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I do. I, I, I'm because I'm done. I'm, I'm old right now, man. I'm 41 years old, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you out the game. At this point, it's just creepy. Yeah. Be like that, you know. And if she leave me. I know I'm doomed, because then I'm just going to be back to, bro, during COVID, I was doing like an eight ball a day, drinking a fifth of liquor. Really? Bro, four bitches, bro, tripping every day. Like, I was destroying my life fast. I gained like 20 pounds before I moved. To, when I moved to Texas, she saved my life. She moved you? I mean, you know, it was just, I was, I was going out there all the time, dating her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when time... Talked about moving the network to Austin. It's yeah. like the light bulb just clicked in my head. Like he's like, like I'm moving to Austin. I'm like, I'm moving to Austin too then. Yeah. And then I moved with her. And I lived with her like a year before we even got this shit going. Really? You know? And she saved my life, man, because she got me off drugs really and to stop really like, I mean, I'm obviously I'm still gonna booze. I'm still gonna drink, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, going to comedy clubs and just being around. It's just socially though. But if I'm at the crib, I'm not drinking. Mm. Not anything. Coke. No, I haven't done coke in so long. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't. Like a couple of days ago. Stupid. <laughs> 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 it's by mistake. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's by mistake. Yeah, why? Well, how did you, think you it mistakenly was? do it? Because I'm just hanging out with the wrong people, and it was like a few lines left on the table, and I'm like, "Fuck, I'm gonna hit them." Ah, you didn't want to leave a mess. That's an accident for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, man, whatever. Man. Let's tidy up. I don't, I don't think it even. I don't even think it worked. It didn't do nothing. <laughs> I mean, did you do it if you didn't get high? Like, really? I don't think you know? it worked. I don't think it worked. Now, uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. Hilarious. One of, the, one of my favorite comedians. The GOAT? He's one of my favorite comedians. Have you ever had a conversation with him? Oh, he'll hate me. Why? Because I love white women. The Snow Bunnies. Uh, yeah, I'm his enemy. But you're not. <laughs> He's going to try to convert me. Yeah. I wish he would convert me. To what? To whatever oh, oh, he wants. Oh, you don't like white women. So what? You don't like white women? I'm married, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's white. <laughs> I love Dr. Umar Johnson. No, he's hilarious to me. He is, yeah, he's a genius. Like, genius communicator. But he scammed him with the school. Did he? Where's the school? How long did LeBron take to make the school? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he don't got LeBron's money. I feel like LeBron could snap. LeBron is in multiverses, man. Yeah. <laughs> when you in a when you a video game character, have you seen? You know this game I'm talking about? No. It's this new video game. It's called Multiverses. It's pretty much like Smash Brothers. Okay. LeBron, they have LeBron. Like it's um, 
It's like Bugs Bunny, Tom yeah. and Jerry. Like it's got all those like characters Cartoon, and shit yeah. like that. But LeBron is an actual character in it. But you can put whoever you want as a commentator. <laughs> okay. And I put LeBron as my commentator. Like, let's go. Hit him with the punch. You're like, bro. Oh. But I don't think it's LeBron. I think it's actually somebody that they got. Doing an impression of LeBron. And I feel like it's the most racist shit I have seen in my life. <laughs> How do you know it's not a black dude doing the impression? It got to be white, dude. Really? Bro. Why? It's too, it's too over the top? It's, bro. It's, I don't think a nigga be saying shit like this. Like what? Let's go. <laughs> the baby. He says that a lot. He goes, the baby? The baby says that a lot. Let's oh, go. yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So you might be right. I guess some nigga shit there. <laughs> <laughs> I can admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> Who is your who's your favorite musician? Ever? Ever. Arthur Lee. Who's Arthur Lee? From the band Love. They made the best album ever, Forever Changes, 1967. Hmm. He was signed to Capitol Records. He got signed at the same time as The Doors. But he felt like he was way iller than the Doors, and he showed up at one of the Doors um, listening parties and acted a damn drunk fool, did some Danny Brown shit, and he got blackballed by the music industry really? at that time. But he signed so much of a crazy-ass deal that he bought this crazy-ass castle in, like, Hollywood somewhere. So we have all, like, people be out in Hollywood and shit and just doing weird shit, doing, like, you know, all the psychedelics and shit and just making, like, crazy-ass songs. But his songs was so big. Like, we're talking about, like, Maybe like uh, acoustic guitar is like the main lead, and next thing you know, you got a fucking full blown orchestra. Like the nigga blew the budget on the album. When you listen to that album, you're like, this nigga went crazy. And we talking about like this yeah. shit is in mono, like it's crazy. So yeah, Forever Changes is my favorite album ever. Hmm. And outside of that, probably Nazilmatic. Really? Uh -huh. And when you were younger, the first rapper that you listened to, the first rapper that I ever heard, yeah, LL Cool J. I, I remember it like his. My, I remember Which like song? yesterday. Um, no, it wasn't even that. It was um, so I was in kindergarten, preschool around that time, and um, you know, my mom worked at the time, so I was. We, she had babysitters and shit. My babysitter at the time was my cousin's uncle. You know, you know, there's so many baby daddies. Yeah, yeah my cousin's yeah. uncle. <laughs> he come picks me up from school, and I remember it's raining like, like crazy rain, and he like Daniel. I don't got time to be fucking with you right now. That new LL Cool J album just came out, and I want to listen to that shit now. Hurry up, man. So he grabbed me, running through the fucking rain. We get back to the house. You get what I'm saying? He runs into the basement. Obviously, I follow him because I'm like, I'm curious now. Like, what the fuck? Why he treat You know, you know, it's a normal day. You pick me up from school, take me home. But this nigga was real like, bro. Don't be bullshit. I don't know what I used to be doing when he walked me home from school, but he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he like Not today. Not today. <laughs> I swear to God, it's raining. I got the new LL Cool J album. Bro, Not we got to get to the crib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he put that motherfucker out, and he put it like the first three beats, like just hearing the drums, and I was like, oh, this is what I'm about to do with my life. Really? I really decided that day, like, this is what I'm about to do with my Does life. Does LL know that? No, I don't. You never got a chance to, to meet him? Mm-mm. Wow. But yeah, that was literally the first. Like, just hearing the first of, of my radio. Just hearing, like, the first. He didn't even start rapping yet. And it was, I already made my decision. Like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. Mm. And then I just started rapping. Like, all the time, rap to myself. I would rap to myself, rap to myself. And then, it's still kindergarten. I'm, like, five years old or something like that. And then I, um, it was show and tell. In kindergarten, and I didn't know it was going to be show and tell because I don't pay attention in class, obviously. 
And um, the teacher's like, it's show and tell day, but everybody got toys and shit. They showing their shit. I don't got shit, I forgot. So I just went up in front of the class and I just started rapping. But when I finished rapping, the whole class jumped up and started clapping. Oh, that's sick. And then the teacher was like, oh my God, Daniel. Like, oh, that was so good. This is something you had already written? No, it's just, just freestyle. freestyle. You know, back in the day, this is like 80s. I had to do that like late 80s. So, I was, you know, that my name is D in the place to be. Yeah, yeah, I rock yeah. the mic, so fresh as Lee. I'm rapping shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And my teacher's like, oh my God, that was so good. That was so good. So I was like, fuck. I might. So then I kept doing it to myself in the actual same uncle. One time, you know, but just randomly playing, I just started rapping in front of him. And then a look he gave me, he was like, Damn. He was like, you didn't write that. I was like, I didn't write that. I was just rapping. I'm just saying some shit. But just that whole expression of him doing that let me know I was doing something good. Hmm. So I just kept doing it, but I didn't never tell nobody. Like, I would go to new schools and shit, and I'd be like the whatever kid in class and shit. And I wouldn't tell nobody that I know how to rap. But then one day, it'd probably come up, and I'd rap in front of everybody, and I'd be the most popular kid in school the next really? day. Really? Mm-hmm. It literally didn't, because you got to find another kid in school to battle me. So then we making these other shits, and I'm battling everybody. I'm whooping everybody's ass. Bro, it was one time in my life when I was... Before I started really selling drugs, and I think it kind of influenced me to start selling drugs too, because I would walk home from school and every corner, like all the niggas that were selling dope and shit, they would all stop me and they'd give me like $100 just to rap for. <laughs> really? So I would like get just coming. I would buy Jordan just from like rapping. I swear to God. Like I can walk home from, from my, when I was like in 10th grade, just me walking from Northwestern to fucking Montgomery and Linwood, that whole stretch, I would at least have to rap like four times. Whoa. And I would get like fucking $250 or some crazy just shit. Just walking home. Just walking home. Well, and everybody uh, would beg me to do it. So rap has given you social status at every point in your life. Yeah, definitely. That's what I said. Same thing in jail. Oh, that's crazy. So how come you waited till you were 30 to put out your first album? Uh, nigga, you thought I wanted to wait? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let uh. Like, my first shit was, um, so when I was about, um, I don't know, I guess, I mean, in my 20s, that's when I really started going hard at it. Like, my homie, he had a lot of money and shit. Like, this, he was doing, like, you know, whatever. But he was willing to invest in my shit. So, you know, we made, like, a, I created a group called Reservoir Dogs. We made an album. And then we would shop this album everywhere. And then he was like, you know, he would do trips and go places everywhere. So then he came to New York one time and actually just went to the Universal building. Hmm. And was passing out my demo. And he actually met, you remember the rapper that was signed to um, DMX, Bizarre Royale? No. Bizarre Royale got my demo and he was like, fuck that. I know who to take you to. And he took, um, he took, he took my guy to Rockefeller. And it was the A&R at Rockefeller at the time. He was an 18-year-old A&R. Travis Cummings, I just went him yesterday. He was like, ew, he shouldn't even been doing it. Like, he was way too young to be doing this shit, but he knew shit. So he took my demo to him, and then him, he listened to it, but he was just like, you know, we was a group, but he was like, nah, the group is tight, but that one, where's Danny at, though? Want him. So he would talk to me. Then next thing I know, I got a relationship with him, and we would talk back and forth, and I would catch Greyhounds. I would catch the Greyhound bus out to New York. This is way before cell phones. I would have to get here, call him on a payphone. I got to go to Crown Heights, Brooklyn, Parsec, and Utica. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm at a Port Authority fucking using payphones and shit. Yeah. You know, and then he would take me to studios just around. But like I say, he still worked at Rockefeller. So what we were doing at the time, we were using, you know, motherfuckers would have these ill-ass budgets. Like, I would be recording on camera in time. Camera, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> we go in the Sony studios. He ain't showed up yet. Like, Danny, knock out a song real quick. Mm. I go in the booth, knock that shit out real mm. quick. Camera and them show up. They didn't even know we did nothing. Oh, wow. So that's how I made, like, a few of my first mixtapes. was just us sneaking time on the uh, latest budget. Crazy. 
You know, so this is actually before I got locked up too. Yeah. So I was coming out here and I was, you know, making mixtapes. I would come out here for like maybe three, four days, go back home with a whole mixtape. So this was my studio. So and every time I wanted to make a project, I got to come out to New York, you know, and we had steal time from artists and shit like that. Because they were showing up late. Yeah, or they don't show up. There was time being a student, and then you could order food on a budget. <laughs> Four chicken wings fry hard. <laughs> Who was making your beats and producing it? We'll just get, at this time, you know, he worked at the label, so he getting beat tapes from everywhere. Uh, I got you. So uh, we just, he just, he coming through with a whole full shit of beat CDs that he's getting that they send into camera. Yeah. But he like, yeah, what's up? And I'll be going through them, find some raps that I got, boom, boom, put some songs together real quick. So it was like, it was real like rush. But it taught me how to be quick in the studio. And then how many years is this that you're doing this? I feel like we did that for like two, three years. And then you find my first like Detroit State of Mind mixtapes that was all recorded that way. And did Detroit fuck with you heavy first? They hated my guts. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I wore tight ass pants and just was, I was like the weird black dude. Mm. Oh, did you always dress a little different? Yeah, always. And was there any issue with that? Always. What do you mean? I mean, it was always dangerous for me. Like people pressed you? Like I couldn't go anywhere. I remember one time just being like, I was wearing like the tightest fucking like Carolina blue skinny jeans. Or, like, <laughs> and I'm going to Little Caesars to get like a hot and ready or some shit. And just a hood ass nigga, he ain't got no shirt on or nothing. He just walk in and look at me like, this nigga gay! <laughs> <laughs> That's Detroit shit. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do in this moment? You got do, do we fight or what? Uh, let me get out of here. So I just wouldn't go places. I wouldn't, you know. But when I, it, it, it would give me validation because then when I would go to New York or I go to LA, it and it felt normal because everybody else dressed like that too. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, just yeah. my city was slow to catch up. And now you go to Detroit, everybody wears skinny jeans. Yeah. They all fat now and they can't even fucking wear them. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> got booty do. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so it starts when to When did Detroit come around? To me? Yeah. I mean, I'm from Michigan. Michigan came around. I don't think Detroit ever did. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And that's cool, too, because I can go there and be comfortable. Because the thing is about Detroit, it's like an attitude of, we don't give a fuck who you are. Mm. Like, it's not like a celebrity Detroit place. Detroit everybody. No one's going to give you, like, so place, when I yeah. go there, and I'm, I can hang out anywhere I want to, and you can know who I am, and you're not going to acknowledge it. Right. Oh, you get, yeah. I don't have no, no one's coming up to want to take a picture. It was like, oh, Danny, fuck Danny. Really? It's safe. To be like that. Yeah, you prefer Because it's it. other rappers that don't have that and everybody's running up on them doing shit. And that's, I'd rather be famous in New York than Detroit. Because eh, it's more dangerous to be famous in Detroit. What yeah. are you talking about? So I'm, I think I'm older too. So I think they kind of look at me like an OG kind of. Yeah. So it's like, just see me around and shit. Like, so the only people that really do fuck with me is like the little white kids and shit like really? that. Really? Yeah. So like the, the niggas, the hood niggas, or even like going to, like, even like when I moved to Austin, Texas, like, like going to restaurants, they are like my meals. So like, really? I go into a restaurant, they just throw my whole album on. Wow. Going to a bar, they be like, Danny Brown, oh my God, free drinks all night. Uh, that shit would never happen with Timmy in Detroit. Really? And I think I would rather have it that way. Yeah, security wise. Yes, because one, you if it's like that for you in Detroit, you one step from a mm. nigga to one side. And you got family there and shit too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have a 21 year old daughter, you know what I'm saying? Oh so, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Where does she live? In Detroit. She's still back mm -hmm. there. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, crazy. Weird, I don't know. I guess that's something you really got to consider, especially if you're like hood famous. Because Detroit never been to see that was it's the not whole even part. Detroit. You see what happens in LA all the time, like yeah. people getting. But see, the thing is, I think about Detroit is that it's not an entertainment industry there. 
Yeah. For you to make it any, anymore. Any, I mean, well, now it's the internet. You can do whatever you want. But back then, you had to go to L.A. You had yeah. to go to New York. Mm-hmm. No one, you're not about to get a record deal releasing your music around the city and hanging out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. So it was always about going other places. And me going to these other places expanded my mind on what shit was going on. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when I hang out living in New York for like two, three months, or living in L.A. for two, three months, then come back to Detroit, seeing how niggas dress and shit like that, the women, everything. I'm like, y'all niggas know, know what's going on right mm. now, bro. It's, this Especially shit is bigger than the this. internet. This shit is bigger than, yes, yeah. it's yeah. bigger than this. So I already was thinking, you know? So yeah. I was always like an uh, outsider, kind of, in that situation when people looked at me like, but it, it, it was a thing where I would, people looked at me that I was cool because you would see me like dressing weird or something, but just because of my how long I've been doing it and everything, you'd be like, damn, that shit look fucked up. But I know two years later, I'm going to be wearing it too. Mm. So people kind of respected me because that's how it happened. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. So all like brands and stuff, like I'll be wearing that shit years before. I don't even wear it no more. Then everybody started wearing it. Why fashion? Why do you think you were drawn to that early? My dad. My dad was just super into fashion. I, was, I had young parents. Who, that's what made me so ill in high school. Like my dad, all that shit. He's like Versace. I wore a mink coat to school one time. <laughs> Some gator boots up to my knees. So this was in high school, before yes. you're famous, nothing. Yes, at 15 years old, stole my dad mink coat and gator boots and wore it to school. And didn't talk to anybody. You were a shy kid, right? And was shy. Whoa. Shut down the school. It was the definitely teachers, the weird dude. The teachers, school, son. It's like, what the fuck is going on with you? One of my teachers passed me because I had a Movado watch. <laughs> Can't make this up. Miss McFadden. Where, where's the confidence come from to do it? Usually at that age, this is, you know, kids are dealing with insecurity. And right? again. They're trying to fit in. They want to be one of the group. And you're shy, which usually is insecurity. But then you're so confident in this other stuff. That's fucked up. I never thought about that. This is like a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. I think I was always kind of maybe, maybe, okay, I think it came from the rap. If I started oh, trying to rap at yeah. kindergarten, so you already had I already wanted to make status. an image, a rapper yeah. image. So I'm always thinking I'm being a rapper. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Me yeah, wearing yeah, a mink yeah, coat yeah. and gators to school was like, nigga, I'm a rapper. And you're qualified because of your skill. So like once you're cool, like, Tom Brady could dress however he wants because he got seven rings. Yeah. It don't matter. Whatever he wears is what you should wear if you want to win seven rings. So once they know that you're nice at rap and you already battled everybody, beat everybody, you could come to school in the Where Gators and the Mink and so they're I like, was, right. I, was, I think I was just always just trying to be a rapper before I was actually a rapper. But so much of the rapper persona is being outgoing the yeah. way you are now. Yeah. You're a rapper now in the way you act, entertainer at least. Back then you weren't. What's that? And I was scared to tell people about it too. Yeah, you would so only do it. That makes sense. You would wait for the opportunity. You go to new school, wouldn't say shit to anybody, and then finally, when the opportunity came, came to rap, me to show then it, you would flex it. on everybody. But maybe you enjoyed that. Maybe you enjoyed like being the outcast and then winning people over. Oh, he can't do anything. He dresses weird. He looks weird, and then boom. I think I just always just hold. hold I held myself up high in that sense, and mm-hmm. I always would be embarrassed to be like to try to. Like, you should like me for me. I don't have to, like, mm. show you Conform some cool shit. Conform to you, yeah. Yeah, I have to show you some cool shit that I can do to make you, like, want to fuck with no, me. No, you should just like me because I wear a mink so coat I and think- gator boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 you should yeah. like me for me. Yeah, yeah. The guy who wears Versace yeah, 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 in Nevada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. Like, I would wear, like, Versace to school and shit. Like, I, I was that kid. And what was extra crazy, too, um, you know, working in Detroit, you have to be, like, 16. I had my first job at, like, 13. Um. I lied on my application. <laughs> Doing what? 16. Dishwashing. Waterworld. Yeah. You were still at Waterworld. I I used to work at buffets, working 450 an hour. 
But no one had jobs at my age. Yeah, so then you had money. So I had money. Yeah. And I was just getting in all ones. <laughs> I had like a, I, my paycheck probably be like $200 working 40 hours. <laughs> but I would just get $100. I get a $100 bill and I'll have a whole bunch of ones. And I'll be in school with this bankroll all the time. That's fine. So you would see. Yeah. So I always got money on me. Yeah. And it was, it was just a weird thing, man. Okay, you're in Detroit. Eminem starts to explode. Did Detroit give it up for him or did that come from the outside first? It came from the outside first, definitely. Really? But I will say, when Eminem came out, it gave me hope. Explain. Because I was like, damn, a nigga from Detroit made it. Yeah. I changed my whole rap style after that. Like, the whole high pitch, dang, blah, 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 blah. that's come from me here. I'm like, oh, this is about to be a style of Detroit. You know how every city has to have their sound? Yeah. I'm like, he's about to be the, 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 the spearhead of this shit, so... Let me convert to this sound. Like, I probably didn't rap like the way I rap now before Eminem came out. And really? I was like, oh, and I just studied Eminem, tried to rap. I would literally just try to rap like Eminem. And what are your thoughts on him? I feel bad about how they try to treat him now. Yeah, it fits. And yeah. I feel I feel like this is the most purest of him being in hip-hop, to be honest, because he's just being, he's having fun. He don't have no pressure to, like, make hit songs or, like, to be, like, a big rapper. And I feel like before he had all that shit, now he's obviously just making music to have fun because he wants yeah, to do he it. he got all the money in the world. And everybody's make... not, you know, they're trying to make him, like, a meme and, like, joke on him and shit. And yeah. That type of shit would make me not want to make music. Right. You know, and mm. the fact that he's still making music and, like, fuck everybody. But I, he probably is not an internet guy like we are, you know? Yeah. So you probably don't see none of that shit, but... Yeah. That shit, it kind of hurts my heart, man, because I'd be like, man... He don't deserve that shit, kind of. No. Did you ever see him around and meet him? He did. He did uh, I met him a few times. I played a real bad show one time. Um, I opened for him, and um, I was like his opening act for like a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I played my biggest show. I played was opening for him in Wembley at Wembley mm. Stadium. Fuck. Wow. It was an amazing show, like hundred thousand people. But one time, I did too much fucking Adderall. And I just was sad and shit. And I don't know, just was going through a lot of shit. And I had to open for him. And I played a show. It was actually, I remember it was me, Run the Jews, Russ, and him. And I was just playing a show and just the crowd, it was like a, just a whole That's bunch a fire of, show. It was like yeah, a whole bunch of white people. Show. And they just wasn't fucking with me, really. Yeah. You know, type of shit. And I just one of those songs. I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I don't want to do this shit. And I just threw the mic in the crowd, walked off stage. And yeah, I've been fired ever since. <laughs> you can't explain to Eminem that you were doing too many drugs and that caused problems. He wouldn't have But that's the thing. He don't want that shit around him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because he's trying to stay away from it. Yeah. So me just being even I'll at him now, dog. You're sober. Even this is time. Who's sober? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't do pills anymore, though. Oh, I don't. That's good. I don't do that. Yeah. I, but I think I told you, me moving to Austin, Texas, I'm definitely, I mean, of course, I might do something socially, uh, hanging out with people. And you know how I know you don't really, you haven't taken Austin as your home? You keep calling it Austin, Texas. <laughs> that's, that sounds like some yeah. shit you're visiting. I'm living time. in New York, New York, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I, I'm not meaning to do that. Yeah. But yeah, moving to Austin, Texas. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just goes together. So cool. <laughs> You don't miss that Detroit water right there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We had, to, we had to make some big moves real quick. We had to make some big fucking moves. We had to move some pieces right here. Danny, out for a moment, okay? Mm -hmm. Akash, out for a moment. This is just a quick moment. Very important that the people discussing this right now care deeply about it, and that is this fight coming up October 22nd. I'm not playing around. We need to have a very serious discussion. You got Charles Oliveira and Islam... However the fuck you pronounce it. Makachev. Makachev. It seems like I'm pronouncing it wrong, but I'm trying. 
absolute beast to the both of them. Yeah. Incredible, okay? Charles Oliveira, if he beats Islam, I think has fought every single person in the top five or 10 in the last year. Some crazy stat, yeah. crazy He's stat. going up against a religion like that, bro. He's going up against bro, an entire religion, Alex. Jeez, man, it is that crazy. So, Charlie Olives, my boy, <laughs> I, I, it is really tough, but the card is crazy. I think Charles Oliveira can do it. I think it's going to be a tough fight. I think that Islam will mitigate a lot of the stuff that a lot of the jujitsu that Charles uses, but I still think on the feet, Charles is exceptional. I think he's better. I think they'll neutralize each other on the ground, but I think on their feet, Charles will be the uh, will be. Oh, the yeah, toast. Islam is the underdog on the money line. It's really close. Yeah, but I, yeah, they have Oliveira as the. As the favorite. And now Oliveira gets to win back the belt if you do it because they stripped him because he didn't make weight. Yeah. So, But the whole card is fucking great. Okay, so they also got Aljamain Sterling, Long Island Zone against TJ Dillashaw. And that's Absolutely. a co It's the two of them. Co-main, yeah. crazy, okay? Sterling is the champ, so Dillashaw is going to go after that belt. We'll see what happens. Then our boy Sean O'Malley and yeah. Peter Yan. This is an incredible fight. Yeah, this is going to be interesting to see Sean... In this this is his biggest test and yeah. arguably the second best fighter in the division. Yeah. Aljamain Sterling beat him, but Aljamain will probably admit it was an incredibly close fight. Yeah. So, and the way that Aljamain beat him is not by striking. Peter's a great striker. He's mm -hmm. a great fucking boxer, but amazing with distance. Um, but Aljamain beat him with wrestling and jujitsu. He fucking took him down. He did what he did. Sean O'Malley, we've never seen him have to use wrestling or jujitsu. Yeah. So they're going to be striking. Now, Sean has the reach. Yeah, and he's a great striker. He's a fantastic Knockout fucking striker. Yeah. Amazing. So it's going to be a... I get excited for those fights yeah. because there's two technicians yeah. going at it. So we'll see what happens. I'm pulling for Sean on that one, though. Like, I like Sean so much. Yeah, of course. Like, Hell, I'm just yeah. like, fuck. No, I I'm, and also, if he does win, it's very easy to see Sterling O'Malley, if O'Malley also wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So and this is a It's going to be cool seeing the fight step back to back. Yeah. You're going to see Sean at his best and then Aljamain at his best. How yeah. confident are you that he's going to win? You got to put some money on that? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I am going to put some money. Right, so what you going to put up, my boy? 150 bucks. There we yeah, go. Crazy. I gotta say one more fight. They got uh, Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady are both fighting. Um, I've spoken to both of them on Instagram, so it's very hard for me to pick. <laughs> yeah, I know that's hard. It's very difficult yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know different. I mean? But two fighters are both fans of your standup. It's, it's really like, hard. Like yeah. I would go like, well, which one you posted to your story when I released it? <laughs> yeah. But both of them did, so it's very no. difficult for yeah. me to choose in the situation. Uh, so may um, there's gotta be a different criteria. What did one? What did they post? Fuck, that's true. I got to look deeply at the post and see how much support they have for me. One of them posted it like at minute 50. That's different than posting just the title screen. Good point. You know what I mean? So I would Good check, the, I would check okay, the Okay, I'm going to look into that and I'm going to take that very seriously. Fellas, best of luck. Both of you mm. come out uh, unharmed and uh, ready to fight again. And I'm telling you this right now, I care so much about both of you, I'm putting money on both of you. Mm, but that, then you're smart. definitely going to lose. Don't worry about nope. that. Definitely going to win. I'm definitely going to win. It's a guaranteed win mm -hmm. and a guaranteed loss. I got to be an optimist. Did I tell you I actually did this before? Mark, <laughs> do you you sure you want to share it? <laughs> I really did. Okay, what happened? I, it was the it was the last Izzy fight. Okay. And I accidentally put money on like Izzy finishing in the second round and then Izzy finishing in the fourth round or some shit like that. Like I didn't understand what I was doing. Oh, like before? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. accidentally put money on like, oh, because I thought it was going to be like both. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like it was going to be like yes and, but instead it was either or. And so I was like, oh, he's going to win by knockout or, uh, you know, a chokehold or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then it, I lost yeah. and I won. 
No, you lost. Don't make my mistake. Even sharing it, it was another yeah, loss. No, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just I think he's gonna yeah. knock him out in the second and the fourth. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I blacked yeah. out. I was so excited. I didn't know what I was doing. Don't be like me. As Don't be like him. But if you are gonna bet, bet with BetOnline.ag. You know, BetOnline holding us fucking down, holding the mm -hmm. special down. Uh, and what they're gonna do is use the promo code Flagrant. They're gonna match fifty percent of your initial deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. What the fuck does that mean? Because it's complicated as hell. You put in a thousand, they give you. 500 up to a thousand, they're gonna give you half of it. So for a thousand five hundred, gamble with that extra money and don't do what Mark did. Now, uh, <laughs> let's bring back uh, our co hosts and guests. Yeah, Akash, Danny, you're Austin, Texas made my career. If it wasn't for Austin, Texas, I wouldn't be the rapper that I am. Why South by Southwest? Ah, it's where I pretty much made my whole name at Raphael Sadiq. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to cancel and couldn't make it. And at the time, I'm like the hottest shit at South by Southwest that's not on Fader Fort. So they hit me up and I bodied it. Mm. Like literally destroyed. I'm talking about, I seen my fucking followers, all that shit. Well, what did you do Everything. that was different? What was. Yeah, just, what is locking in in a rap show? I know yeah. we obviously know what it is for stand up. What is locking in and being like, I body that shit as a rapper? You've seen everybody had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, but what how are you, you engaging them? Like, I guess what I'm saying. I don't, like, at this time, I didn't engage shit. Cause my whole shit was that, um, I knew I kind of had like a funny thing about me. So when I go on stage, I would never talk. I just do the songs, get the fuck on. I don't talk between songs. I do none of that shit. Now I do it because people know me for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But at that time, I was like, you want to interview Danny, you're going to get that. But rap Danny is serious. No, boom. I go up there, I rap. I'm not doing no jokes. I'm not doing none of that shit. I'm not showing you all my personality. I'm doing these songs. I'm getting the fuck on. Pay me for the personality on the second end. So yeah, so I did Fader for it. Body the show. And then so, obviously, you know, then my career started to do good, and blah, blah, blah. So the next year, coming back to South by Southwest, Fader Fort, I'm the headline in that. Mm -hmm. I'm on the cover of the magazine, all that shit. But this is the crazy part about the story. At the time, <laughs> 2 Chains is the hottest nigga in the world. They telling 2 Chains he got to play before me. Hey. And 2 Chains is looking at me like, are you really about to do this? But you know me, I'm in my own, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling myself. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck is you talking about, nigga? It is what it is. That's how Fader works, man. This hipster shit. This ain't the average rap shit. This ain't BET awards, my nigga. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, nigga. What is, he, he literally, literally were begging me like, bro, please don't do this. Let, but then it was like one um, homegirl that was at Fader Forever. Like, no, let that Detroit nigga do his thing, man. Fuck what they talking about. He on the cover. This is what we've been doing. This is how we going to do it, man. So 2 chains played before me. Bodied it. And I had to go on after this. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Nigga hit me in the head with a limit. Really? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so drunk on stage, I thought I blocked it. I, I, <laughs> I saw the limit coming. I swiped at it. When I was like, yeah, y'all seen that? I hit the limit. Trying to be cool in front of the crowd, but then we watched the playback. The nigga beamed me, bro. Oh, no. Beamed me. You got kick cutty, bro. It was Jason that did it, probably. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Your arch rival. <laughs> My whole shit was, who got a lemon that thing? <laughs> that is did crazy. You go to the yep. grocery store and get a lemon? Like, <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. It's two chains, bro. It's no bar there. It's not yeah. like you can. Nah, he, had a lemon that he was waiting for somebody that he didn't like, and yeah, you man. were the last act, and he liked everybody, so he's like, fuck it, I gotta yeah. do something. With a good arm. No, this is the funny part. Two chains may be like sitting like over there. He looking at me. Satisfied. And we both, we both lock eyes, and this is nigga said, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn, that gotta hurt. That hurt. <laughs> no, that hurt. Hey, Deshaun, I didn't realize what was going on. <laughs> Bro, I swear to God, I was feeling myself at that time. So I'm like, I'm that nigga. I'm frack, nigga. This ain't his world. <laughs> yeah. This but ain't. It, but it was. Oh. White people love whatever niggas love, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah. thought y'all had a mind. I thought you had a brain for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. So now podcasting. You think that you will crack the code? Uh, or destroy my life. <laughs> But now you're good. You're sober. You got a girl. You're going to get married. Mm-hmm. You're living in Austin, Texas. No, I mean, I really feel like I got a second chance. Yeah. With this. Yeah. To be honest. And so I am taking it serious, you know? Like, I, 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 can, I can honestly say I made a lot of mistakes in my rap career. I think what happened was it took me so long to get on when I was, like, making it at 30. So I was, like, better. So I was never happy about shit or I could never, like, take it in and like accept it for what it was. And I always thought it was fake, kind of be like, this shit gonna end in a day anyway. Fuck these motherfuckers. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, so I was better. Yeah, so it was like That's a Patrice thing. That's probably why you love Patrice part of it. Yeah, habitual bridge burner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I did, and which I wish, I do really feel bad about that. I wish I really took more, took it a little more serious than Mm -hmm. what I did. But I think that's really what it was. I just was, and I would feel too old. Like, you hanging around 20-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, like, you the old guy in the room. And it's like, so, it was, yeah. But I wish I would have took it a little more serious. I will mm-hmm. say that. I mean, not saying my actual music, I took that shit serious to the bone. Yeah, you're so talking about putting the out an album, part of But it. I'm just saying the actual work part, like doing interviews. and yeah. I was a bad guy. I was a bad guy. Wait, what, what do you mean? Like, just, I don't think I was a nice person when it oh, came really? to shit like that. Yeah. You were just, you were angry? You were just... Behind the scenes, like, with the camera cut on, I'll be nice to you right now, but outside yeah. of it, you'd be like, nigga, I fucked Danny. Really? Yeah, yeah, so I think it was a lot of people that was like, man, fuck that nigga. Really? But I was going, at the time, I had a huge lean addiction. Ah, uh, so what's... I'm, I'm addicted to opiates, so when I'm yeah. not when I'm not at the crib and I'm not drinking lean fucking all day, I'm You're sick miserable. everywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm in New York and I got to do fucking interviews all fucking weekend and I can't find lean, I'm fucking sick. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not nothing to like playing like an excuse. I'm not using it as an excuse. It's fucked, it's fucked up for me to be like that. Yeah. So I would always just be edgy and just... I would mean to people, man. I was, real, I was a real bad guy. What's lean like? It's amazing. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, give me lean. Give, explain lean. Oh, man, I need to. <laughs> yeah, hit that, hit that. I mean, it just tastes so good. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, I mean, an adult candy, like, the, it just tastes so good. You could but just eat you, candy. Once you get addicted to the taste, it, it's, it, it, like, engulfs your life almost. Like, you can just be anywhere, and next thing you know, you just taste it in your mouth, like, fuck. Wait, really? I need, I need some lean, my God. Like, cravings. You know how you get cravings for food? But yeah. you got lean cravings all the time. Mm. If you don't have it. And what is the high? Oh, it's amazing, man. You just, you love life, man. You listen to music and go to sleep. Hmm. It's just opiate, man. Just nod out, you know? Mm. Heroin. Just nod out. I remember one time I listened to a Chief Keef song 2,700 times straight. 2,700? <laughs> that's is what that the play the, count said. That's the actual number. I swear to God, I can't make this up. It was 27 something. But the actual, like, that's Christ. when I knew, like, this is crazy. What song was it, bro? Young Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> My so you better, know that shit. you better know that shit word for word. <laughs> yeah, but I was nodded out the whole time. Nah, it's in there, though. It's and in I there. I wake up, like, oh, click it again. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> and go back to sleep on. And How many minutes is, are in a day? And the song Miles? is only, like, two minutes. 
No, it's like things like two days. Bro. Yeah, because it's days. I remember dude. buying, I had a pint of lean. I remember getting it. I pulled up, put on Chief Keef album on my headphones. And then I remember just once I finally got out, it was like pizza boxes everywhere, KFC boxes. Just the whole room was in shambles. And then my lean was gone. And it was like, then I was just finally like snapped out of it. And I like wow. took a shower and shit. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? I'm like, it's Sunday? Whoa. This shit was Thursday night. Wow. That's, and that's crazy. And I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. When do you start reflecting on you having an addictive personality and being self-destructive with that? Oh, I've always known that. So you just, you've known it and you're like, I'm going to submit to this sometimes. I mean, like I said, the best thing for me is just not to have it a part of my life. You know, me being in Detroit, bro, would be bad. All bad. I don't want COVID. Yeah. It was all bad. Have you tried every drug? Fuck no. <laughs> Nigga, I don't do crack. I never did crack. I never did meth. I never did heroin. Everything else is negotiable. You did L- <laughs> LSD? What? I saw my whole world crumble off fucking acid. Man, what do you mean? I did acid one time. And you know how you see like Roman empires or whatever? It's like castles and shit. Like a whole shit. And everything just started. Like Game of Thrones type shit. And it was like I was like a king in a castle or some shit. But the whole shit just started crumbling. Like destroying. And then I remember like, the, you know how you have the, you know that big ass ball in front of Target? I had oh, one yeah. of those in the castle. And I remember that's the last thing I saw. It's like smoke. Everything is destroyed. And that seen that one big ball pillar just bouncing. Like boom, boom. And then it projected me out. And then I was able to see a whole overview of what the city was and everything was fucking burning and all fucked up. It was like a dragon. That made me decide to move to Austin, Texas because it gave me, because I always thought to myself, what did that mean? Does that mean it's over for me in Detroit? This is over for me here. Like, I need to get the fuck out of here, bro. Or mm. you get what I'm saying? I swear to God, that was one of like the biggest. So I asked the trip was like, yeah, I got to get the fuck out of here, man. Mm. It's over for me here. Like, I'm, it's destroyed. Everything is, you know? Acid seems like it can either really change your life for the better and make you realize things or completely ruin everything for your future. Mm. Like some people have a bad trip and then they're just fucked forever, I hear. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a little crazy. And then some people are like, no, I changed my whole life. I had a big revelation because I acid. I think it's all about where you're at mentally when you take it and what you're doing it for. It's fun therapy. What you're doing it for. Yeah. You know, because some people do it to have fun, but some people are doing it for actually like, you know, Therapy type reason, like trying to yeah. figure some shit out. Yeah. So it's all about what you're doing it for, kind of, you know? Like me, when I was doing the, um, like I just, like I said, I did a fucking quarter pound of mushrooms in like a month. And what was my purpose of doing that? It just was, I don't know, I just was trying to figure out where my life was at. at that and you day. said you saw death. Yeah, I saw my actual grave. And it made me not scared of death anymore. But yeah, you said that earlier. Why, why are you not scared of death anymore? Because it taught me that that's the graduation of life. When, when when it's time for you to be picked for that shit to happen, it was you did what you had to do on this on this situation. But that don't mean it ends though. Something about that said it didn't like it made me feel like it didn't end. Why? Like I don't know. Because that's what you fear about death is the permanence of it. I think I was just scared of death because so many people around me was just dying so young. Mm. Like you know, I'm a teenager. I lost so many friends or like you know. And you just felt a like lot of people. I just seen a lot of people die young, bro. And so you felt like they didn't accomplish what they needed to accomplish, but then that showed you they've accomplished everything. And this yeah. is graduation time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, when when, he, when it's time when they call you, you did what you had to do. So so you'd be cool if you it, died today. I, I don't. I think I did what I had to do. Wow. And where do you think you go after you die? You come back. Wait, what do you Jeez mean? He's up, dog. <laughs> <Hindu> shit. <laughs> well, how do you come back? I mean, you just Jeez you're a soul. 
Mm-hmm. You know, your soul never dies. You just physical form dies. Dummy. You're just going to get transformed <laughs> into another physical. Don't know nothing. Oh, so like full reincarnation. I mean, I wouldn't say reincarnation. Like you're going to come back as a frog. Yeah, dummy. Nah, you come <laughs> back like that. I, still think that's, don't I worry. think that's death. I think that's the hell when they talk about like hell on earth and shit. Uh, you're like a mosquito? When get, yeah, when you get reincarnated as a mosquito. Mm, you're a lanternfly and oh, some wow. white so shit crushes you. The whole you. religion is, is hell. Yeah, bro. Jeez. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know other religions have hell also, you know that? Yeah, yeah, but like in Danny Brown's world, your religion is hell. Reincarnation is hell. No. He said if you come back as like <laughs> you a frog living, right. or a spotted lantern fly, yeah. that's hell. If you yeah, that happens in your religion. That's hell. Yeah, yeah, but, but, other but hell also hell. happens in other religions. That would be your punishment. No, not in this. That would be your, <laughs> I look at it as that would be your punishment for not doing what you're supposed to do on this physical plane. Ah. So if you come back as a frog or something fucked up, he's showing you like, nigga, uh, this, <laughs> this shit ain't cool. But if you live a good life, you come back as another person. Yeah. Ah. Do you think that- In, a better, in a better form of yourself. No. Oh. Like upgrades, like a software update. Oh, that's crazy. So if you, if you were to so die- Hindu, you don't even know. You're so Hindu. If you were to die today, Think what do you... all the drugs he had to do just to be Hindu. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. What, what are you coming back as if you were to die today? A bitch. <laughs> a bad bitch, though? Yeah, I'm going to be a bad bitch. Okay. All right, good. And I'm, I'm going to be a, a, my boyfriend going to be a cartel member. Yeah. <laughs> that dissolve bodies and acid. Yo, that's fire. That's fire, bro. But I'm going to keep them be straight. I'm going to be the one that level them out. Yeah, yeah, To make them not be a full psycho that kill villages and shit. You can fix them. Yeah, I'm going to be the one that fix them, you know? So you basically going to come back as your girl. Yeah, yeah, That's hell, bro. You got to deal with you. Full circle. God ain't going to let me come back as a nigga, man. I abuse my privileges. Yeah. You want like, pussy so bad here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really feel like he ain't gonna let me come back as a nigga, man. He gonna be like, nah, this nigga gotta feel it. He gotta know what the other side feels like. Yeah. That kind of shit. He's gonna so start gonna fisting make... himself. Yeah. <laughs> let me see what this shit is all about. I'm coming back as a puppet. <laughs> so then I have more empathy. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So what type of dudes would you fuck? <laughs> No, but like cartel, cartel members that dissolve bodies and That's your man, bro. Like he's I'm just saying, the power as yeah, a man. Like, you can be a hoe. Yes. You want powerful power. ass dudes though? Yeah, it gotta be. It's gonna be. I, I want a murderer. <laughs> That's good. I want a nigga that I know gonna kill a nigga. Yeah, gonna kill that pussy. Ooh, I yeah. want to feel secure. That- <laughs> This nigga got guns everywhere. Shit, I'm one of them type of bitches, man. Like, this nigga got guns. He dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> He's dangerous. Oh, my God. <laughs> I swear, I can't make this up. I be- no, I believe you. No, I don't think you're making it up. I don't think any of us thought you were making this up to look cool. I can't date that dude. He's a square. No, no, yeah. I ain't no square niggas in my life. Man. That shit too boring being with a regular nigga. <laughs> what this nigga gonna do, man? You can come back watching sports and shit. I, I, yeah, I, I'm that guy. I'm very boring. Yeah, yeah. Me, but me too, though. I don't know. No, 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 no. 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 Well, I don't buy that you're yeah. boring. It comes in increments. I literally sit around and play video games all day. When you're not addicted to drugs. Yeah. I'm not addicted to drugs. What are you talking about? I do drugs. But I'm not <laughs> 
That's a bar, bro. That is a bar right Yo. there. When I'm at home, I'm not doing right When I'm at home with my girl. You said you were addicted to lean is what I'm referring oh, to. Oh, that was years ago, though. Used now to. it's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this economy? Lean in this economy. Are it's you crazy? How much lean cost? It's a recession. Inflation. <laughs> lean is the most expensive drug to do. Anybody that's doing lean, they're just doing it as a stunt. Yeah. Because it's not even worth the money you're paying for it. Super and expensive. the lean that I did, it got it got discontinued because yeah. Justin Bieber has. Oh, really? What yeah, happened? Activists. Wait, wait, what? Well, this is a story. I don't know if this is real, but they saying it's <laughs> a great way to start a story. Yeah. <laughs> but they saying Justin Bieber overdosed on, on lean. Uh-huh. No, activists, damn near died type shit. Oh, activist is the name of the that lean. That was the name of the brand. Uh, they, it's still a drug company. They make other shit, they just don't make lean no more. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was the best tasting shit ever. Really? Bro. I used to just, and you know, thing about lean is you got to drink a lot of soda. Like I'd be at the grocery so market, now you got sugar, looking at all the rarest, drinking a two liter a day. Uh, Bad shit. So what happened was activists ain't want that on their name. That's what the lean gut is. Yeah, exactly. it's not the lean. Bro, my stomach it's was so soda. big. Oh, oh sugar, dude. and it makes you constipated. Oh, that's so it's I don't mad turds. Uh, I think it's just mad turds sitting in your it's stomach. It's backed up. <laughs> <laughs> mad turds. It's mad turds sitting in your stomach, man. <laughs> so yeah, I think they say overdose on activists, and they didn't want that blood on their name, so yeah. they just definitely the do not. So you now, if you buy though. lean, now that lean literally tastes like candy. You didn't taste no medicine-y aftertaste. So if you drink lean, now it has a medicine. After uh, it doesn't uh, taste good, but now these kids say that's what they want. How much is like a Bottle of lean now. Oh, it was. Uh, I think it's five dollar, five hundred a line. What's a line mean? An ounce. So like. Damn. You know. So to buy a pint, I think it's sixteen ounces in a pint. So it's eight thousand dollars for a pint of lean. Damn. Like I've drunk. I drunk all the other leans. The Morton Grove. The fucking whatever. But all you like the activist. That's yeah, your time. I was really addicted to activist. Yeah. That's all would you say that's like the white women of lean? <laughs> Nigga, that's the mamacita. <laughs> that's the bad bitch from Telemundo. <laughs> These niggas drinking a white bitch now. That was the Telemundo. Guys, this is Danny Brown. Danny, where can they get your podcast? Why made YouTube Danny Brown show? XX, I mean, X Danny, X Brown, X, all my social medias or whatever you can find me at. Yeah. Hilarious show. There's a great episode with you and David Lucas. Shout out to David Lucas. Mm-hmm. David Lucas is Hilarious great. comedian. Yeah, I'm going to have guys, him on once a month at least. I mean, you guys got great chemistry, man. Make sure you check out Danny Brown's show. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, YMH Studios YouTube. And, uh, yo, thank you so much for taking the thank time, Thank you guys brother. for having me, man. I really appreciate you, my man. Yeah.